Hello and welcome to the 22nd episode of the second ever season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I am your host, Rory O'Kane, and as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. We've got the Richie Benno pot. We do, 20, we do. 22, too, that's it, exciting. It, it was uh, more Richie Benno when I accidentally said yeah. the 22nd <laughs> season as well in the first take of this, but yeah. um, we got it right that time. Good, good, good start for you, Banjo, yeah, but well, I'm thinking our energy's a bit better The excitement than last got week. to me, yeah. <laughs> it needs to be good this week. We need to bounce back mm. hard. A bit like the D's, yeah. in that sort of style. Nah, I like footy again. I've fallen back in love. I had a week week off, a, a week's break from my love with footy. It's weird for Melbourne's results again. not to be so monotonous and depressing that you actually can react to it with a different mood every week. It must be nice for you. It, it, it's dangerous, isn't it? Like, <laughs> my mood from week to week to week is absolutely shocking. You but, used to uh, just be nah, fine because you numbed yourself to Melbourne's... Uh, how much better is the pain of knowing you're good, though, and not performing, as opposed to just the depression of just knowing you're terrible? Yeah, no, it's so much better. It's, it's a much better feeling. I mean, it's horrible, <laughs> but it's nice. But the, like, the expectation is nice as well. Exactly like, right. There's, there's, still, there's still the hope going forward. So. But anyway, I love footy. Let's get into it. Uh, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, everyone's favourite segment. The title derives from a line in Happy Gilmore, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit. And we give 3-2-1 votes for the most meaningless game of the round. Uh, We finally got to that point in the season where it's like 50% of the games are really, really interesting. And 50% of the games are complete crap. Who cares? I don't think this round was quite there yet, though. I think I think next round will be, but I don't think this round is quite. But did we learn any? Look, we'll get to all the votes, but I don't think we learned anything from any of them. I think it's, yeah, I think no, it's it some pretty easy gold jacket, green jacketing. Oh, from the yeah, no, it is, but like there's still there's still six reasonably interesting games. There. Yeah, that's true. That's true, but it's it's exciting because normally about ten rounds out, we're starting to get to that point where half the games don't mean anything. Yeah, and for most of the year, they're like every game you've looked at and thought, gee, that that could be be interesting. But one vote, uh, once again, goes to you, fellas. You'd definitely be winning the most meaningless team of the year. Surely award. Brisbane would be giving us a shot. Same with Carlton. <laughs> I don't know. I've given you some, yeah. <laughs> some which you didn't deserve. <laughs> one vote. Uh, yeah. So def- we might be winning the count. Do we deserve to win the count? Maybe not. Yeah, that, it's, it's a bit of the Chris Judd second Brownlow scenario. <laughs> uh, Hawthorne defeated Fair North by, by 27 points. Uh, how devastating is it for you as someone who despises Hawthorne and thinks they're terrible? Uh, look, I was spared the uh, the misery of this game by having to be called into work. But, um, yeah, no, it sucks. Sicily apparently played well, which is even worse. He's not um, too bad off half-back, oh, is he? It's he's he's one trick need, he can do more often. Someone yeah. should punch him. Um, we need a, I can't <laughs> wait till they play GWS, actually, because Toby Green will definitely punch him. Um, He'll punch someone soon as well. I mean, he's, he's an angry, angry little bastard, isn't he? He's more than a bastard. Um... Yeah, but yeah, it wasn't great. The, the big story is that the uh, Rising Star selectors have it out for Ryan Clark. He absolutely The big it. story. Yeah. Well, what else? What other story is it, there from this game? I still don't say it's a big story. I don't think I there are the any. That's big, why sorry, it's a The biggest goes. story. Is that okay? I still think that's a reach, but continue. <laughs> Ryan Clark had 27 touches. He's had 31 the week before, 24 the week before that. Dan Houston, who's done nothing all year, had 21, didn't even play that well. Why on earth did he get the Rising Star over Ryan Clark? You do, it's know, a you do know the reason. It's because you're an irrelevant football club and no, no one cares about North Melbourne. Not, not even close. It's because <laughs> everyone hates North Melbourne. It's a, it's, it's, everyone's against oh, it. You, you think this is a conscious decision of we could give it to that North person, but I we bet just it was like Luke Darcy. Him. Fucking Luke Darcy. <laughs> I don't think he's involved, is he? 
He was at one point, wasn't he? Who is the selection for? I don't know, but whatever they are, they're wrong. (laughs) You're an absolute shocker. Is is that the big story so we can move on? Yeah, but if it was Luke Darcy, and I will find this out, (laughs) I will not shut up about it because I'm fucking Luke Darcy. He's a good man to ask. But anyway. (laughs) What evidence do you have for that? Uh, I just like it. Moving on. I like Darcy, you know this, we've had this argument before, it's not worth having again. Yeah, it's just such a dumb decision, I forget every single time, because I don't think you're that stupid. Two votes is going to the most irrelevant rivalry in footy, uh, the Q Clash. Uh, Brisbane defeated Gold Coast by 58 points. It is the most irrelevant <laughs> rivalry by a long way. <laughs> the Q Clash is an absolute joke. It's like, it's neither team's been good in... Uh, Gold Coast's exist- entire existence mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the Sydney one's like interesting because they're both top four sides pretty much they do actually hate each other as well there is a bit of a rivalry yeah. <laughs> this is an absolute shocker uh, pretty pretty bad by the Gold Coast they were 21 points up at quarter time yeah and absolutely stormed out of the gates that's an 80 point turnaround which it felt like one of those things you know coach sacked quite often the teams can come out pretty yeah. hard the next week because they feel they feel guilty really yeah, they got their coach sacked. They, they should feel guilty, yeah. And they came out pretty hard. But, I mean, good on Brisbane. I think Dane Beans had 33-3 and three goals or something. It that four. Yeah, okay. It One of those, it, similar to what Zorko had a few weeks ago, they occasionally have those out-of-the-box performances. They still have some good midfielders in there. Yeah, they've got a little bit of the same problem Carlton have with that, though. Their midfield, and I think they're better equipped to build going forward than Carlton are. But they still have, um, like... They're so reliant on guys that aren't that young. And I think they're a little bit younger than Carlton's players, but Beams isn't that young. Rockcliffe's not that young and might be going. Zorko's not that young. So there is an interesting timeline question with them. They do they do have some kids developing, even even through the middle. Oh, um, yeah, no, that's why I think they're b- better yeah. built for moving forward than Carlton are. I yeah. really like some of their midfield And kids. And, and their older players aren't that old either. Like, Beams, how old's Beams now? He'd have fifty years left. Yeah, something like that. Rockcliffe's not that old I think, yet. I think Rockcliffe's twenty-seven. I think they're like a year younger than the Carlton lot. Hmm. I think like their list is that in terms of demographics is actually at a, a reasonably good stage. I think. Well, I think they're the youngest team in the comp, so like yeah. you can't be too. And they're, <laughs> too but they're, about they're, it. they're experienced players. Are experienced players who actually can be there yeah. for a few years and hand over the reins. Yeah. So. The thing is, though, again, they're in the most important parts of the ground, and they're so comfortably their best players. It'll be interesting to see. Like we've seen with St Kilda, the handover can get quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, um, no, yeah. But that's a question Obviously. a lot of teams have at yeah. this point. Um, and yeah, pretty poor performance from Gold Coast, but meh doesn't mean much for the rest of the year. No, Gaz has already coach. ruled himself out of uh, the Essendon game. I don't Has think he? he's going to play for him again. Nah, he's, he's got. got it is answer. a bit of a tarnish on his legacy. Legacy. It's not. It's not on. if he goes to Geelong next year and. Wins the flag, kicks eighty goals and <laughs> wins the flag. I think we'll end. That there is and... not not unreasonable. Like, yeah, it could happen if he's fit. It definitely. Like, he'd, he'd I'd be a I'd along within a, Gar- a within a Gary Ablett of a premiership. Yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> yeah, they probably are, and he would be a damn good forward. So, yeah, providing he stays fit. But anyway, three votes is a, a nice easy one. I don't think anyone would guess this wrong. Yeah, I, I, it's about I as obvious as we've ever had. Yeah, I think it is pretty obvious. So uh, Sydney defeated Freo by 104 points. To those teams, we say gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? I've got a new phone as well, so the oh, do sound, you? Very nice. yeah, the sound is what, coming out nice and clear. I did, I did. 
Ever the, ever the conservative. Yeah, we're, 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 you know, we're, up with, we're up with technology. Uh, the we're plans. up with technology. Have you seen the shitbox I've yeah. got? <laughs> exactly right. Also, if there was if a little bit of sarcasm. Microphone, they wouldn't think that at all. <laughs> but look, again, Sydney, uh, damn impressive, damn reliable. They're, they're a team you can look at at quarter time playing a poor team and just be absolutely confident they'll be up by 30 or 40 points, which again happened. Um, there aren't many teams like that. There are a lot of teams who come out against Frio and not really put in much of an effort. But This was the kind of ruthless we've only seen from the Adelaide sides this year. Port are flat track bullies and Adelaide are just really good. Sydney are probably, they're probably almost on the same same level as Adelaide. And they're, they're doing it. Because these kind of performances are unbelievable. I, I think it has to be. I'm pretty confident there are three contenders now. I'm pretty confident we're down to Adelaide, GWS, Sydney. No one else can win it, sure. No. Geelong might if they get the right... Uh, if they get the right... I'll be very if they avoid if Sydney. They I know, but they're sort of half a contender. What they did to Richmond was bloody impressive. Yeah. Which we'll which, get to. Yeah, but... obviously we'll get to it. <laughs> Given that's our structure of the puzzle. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I, I think there are those three contenders, and it'll be really interesting to see Sydney. I, I think it's likely Sydney won't be making the top four, so it'll be interesting to see how they go. But they're just they're just so consistent, so every chance for them, every chance. Yeah, and the buy after round twenty three helps so much with that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's get on to the interesting stuff. Yep. First up, uh, can I blow my own horn a bit here? I was pretty right about the dogs. I think they I... lost by forty eight points to GWS. I think I can blow, blow my horn. You've been, last few weeks, you've been jumping off the GWS bandwagon. Or you've no, been, not last week. The week before that. Yeah, you've been wavering. I've never oh, yeah, wavered. You're and I'm very, Look, very happy Am, am I grateful you were here to stop me backflipping and giving in to my base desires? Yes, I am. Are you back with me? You're back on I'm that. Back They're definitely going to win There is it. no chance in hell they don't win it. They might win it by 100 points. <laughs> there, <so they're>, <laughs> <laughs> their last two weeks has been, like, they've played some... Powerful, powerful footy. It yeah, is, it it's about as stuff. impressive as they could have been. It's um, this game was in some ways similar to what we've been saying about Adelaide in that they don't necessarily dominate out of the middle, but mm. their transition is just so good that they'll win anyway. I mean, GW had, the the dogs killed them in the second quarter. Twenty two inside fifties to yeah. four. The dogs they put in a pretty pretty like solid effort in terms yeah. of their actual commitment. And then to Toby the Green kicked Dalhouse in the face, and that was it. Yeah, they're off to the races. <laughs> there you go. Uh, is that going to come up in the? Uh, are we going to talk about that during this game, or is that going to come up in the questions, Toby Green? Uh, I don't think we have a question on it, so we'll talk about we, it now. We should. Sorry, no. We'll talk. We'll talk about the actual footy first. Okay. Yeah. We'll well, talk about that. I, now, something I have to admit: when I first heard the term the the orange tsunami. For oh, the way that she so bad. No, they I gave it to the themselves. Thank you. That's a self-proclaimed. Wasn't it Jared Healy? No, wasn't it like Canelio or something in an interview said, yeah, we're like the orange. Maybe Jared Healy. I thought it was Jared Healy who started it. But I either way, I actually like. Either way, it's terrible. No, you can't, no nickname <laughs> that Jared Healy gives either is ever going to have any credibility. I agree. Was he the Demon's Diamond or was that. Uh, no, that was Kingy. That was Kingy. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's not, so bad. No, I'm not saying there's credibility, but like, I get where it comes from. When there is a big sort of contest at halfback and GWS put on a big tackle and there's a turnover. You just have in your peripherals, you can just see there's about five orange jumpers that just absolutely stream forward in a way that I don't think any other team does. For the reason that everyone spreads hard 
But they have endurance runners, and they have endurance runners who are bloody quick as well. Mm. So when it happens, Scully, it Winfield. is extra exciting, and it's extra scary. I, I think a, a few little... times against Arsenal, a few times on the weekend, it's actually like, how do you stop that? Yeah, the way they've built their wings is a little bit like the way Hawthorne built around their wings in that uh, that Premiership era with Whitfield, Scully, yeah, being, it, and they're better than the Hawthorne they're, they're, ones. They're, they're quick, and they're just absolute freak endurance runners mm. in the same way that an Isaac Smith and a Brad, Brad Hill are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, gee, it's like, it, it, a blink of an eye and they're 30 or 40 metres ahead of the play and then you kick it to them and then by the time the next person marks it, the rest of the play is yeah, 30 to meter, yeah, 40 metres A large part of it is the confidence that they're going to hit the targets, that they're going to win the ball. Mm-hmm. So players can run to positions. Yeah. They, they play chess to everyone else playing checkers with that because they run to the position the ball's going to be in four disposals time where everyone else has to look over their shoulder and make sure... Adelaide's probably the only other team that executes in this way. Yeah. They can look and have style. confidence yeah. in the execution of the kick. And it can be a difficult kick and they'll still pull it off. Yeah. Like there's so many elite ball users in that side. They're, they're freakish, their talent. Absolutely freakish. And the other thing was their, their forward line was so dangerous as well. I mean, Patton was... Awesome! Like, oh, he's good. When he plays well, you think this guy could be the, the only best question I've got is I don't think they can carry three tall forwards. Yeah, it's interesting because in some ways they seem better off without Cameron there. Although Cameron is the sort of but player I think who they'd should... be a lot better with Cameron instead of Lob. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Because Lob played well this week, but he's been bad for most. Of he the has year. been. Yes, but the thing is, none of their small forwards bring a lot of pressure, and if you've got. And they they can make up for that a little bit by only having two tall forwards. But if they get three, the balance, I think, is just off. And yeah, there's just not enough keeping the ball inside 50. I think I agree with This was the most dangerous I've seen in their forward line all year. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, they have one less tall. It's a smaller, smaller, yeah. Sort of, yeah, smaller forward line. So, and and it's it not, does make like Cameron yeah. be an ahead of lob, clearly. Oh, yeah, by a long way. But it also, like they don't need tall forwards because they're good enough to hit the targets and sort of render a tall forward less important they don't need the big pack marks all the time true but there is that thing when you move the ball that quickly and you kick to a tall in a one on one contest stop it. It, 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 it's unstoppable yeah. so that is yeah that, that's an added sort of excitement to it um, now you want to rattle on about the dogs oh they're just not good how exciting is it Scott <sighs> they didn't play that badly GWS were That's so impressive. The they, they didn't play that badly and they got nowhere near because they're not that good. Yeah, they have massive issues at either they, end of the ground. They've always had issues with their forward line, we know that. The back, the back line, line has... It's yeah. confused they now. Were they lost a few players. They were the best defensive side in the comp last yeah. year, weren't they? They lost a few players. They had a few injuries. I think Morris is back this week, so that helps, but he could yeah. be a bit rusty. Hamling's a bigger loss than they thought because yeah. Marcus Adams hasn't come on like they thought he would. He looked really good for a lot of last year. Yeah, got a few injuries and this year just has been yeah, interrupted exactly. again. But... So they're, they, they're kind of confused back there. They don't really know what's going on. So, yeah, like their midfield's still putting in the effort and it still looks bloody impressive at times. Hmm. But, yeah, big big question marks at the other end of the green. Terry's really going backwards. Jakey Stringer. Yeah. Dude's he's fallen he, off a cliff. He's not a good player. No. Like, he's lucky to be in the team. He, he's been a long time. Lieber's fallen off a cliff as well. Badly fallen off a cliff, yeah. Lieber's a below average player. Stringer can still have these moments of brilliance, and in a forward, that kind of makes you go, oh, you're, you're all right, it's you're worth rare, keeping around. Yeah, you can still see his talent. Libra's yeah. offering nothing. Well, yeah, well, the thing is, Libra's not a freakish talent. No. He's, he's, so just a hard the worker. fact if he's not working that hard or he's unfit, mm. then he looks poor. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether or not they keep these guys around. Do you think they'll have to rejig a bit, or do you think they'll just bounce back, be like Hawthorne, 
following their flag. Well, I think if you're talking about those players, I think you definitely back Libba to turn it around again, I think. He was a real hard-working player, and he, he obviously got a bit excited after the grand final and hasn't been. Yeah. But I think you'd give him another pre-season and be like... That's true. And Get really give together, him a hard yeah. line. And I think he could. Stringer's been lazy for a long time, I think. Talented, but lazy. So there are question marks there, but he's so talented. You're not going to get it's an It's an interesting sort of uh, microcosm of the talent versus uh, work ethic mm. question because <laughs> one works as hard as the other's talented. It'll be interesting to see if either of them bounce back. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Um, but yeah, so the dogs are no good. It's great. I've been right on that. You were wrong. They could still Even make better. it, mate. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make them the good. Two. Oh, well, it makes them all right. It doesn't make them a bad team. Although you didn't say a bad team, you said not a good team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whatever, mate, whatever. And you said good team, so that's As long as Melbourne right. make it ahead of them, I don't really care. <laughs> this was my favourite result of the round coming up, though. Geelong yeah. defeated Richmond by 14 points without their second, third, and fourth best player. Yeah, I'm a little torn on how happy I am about Richmond losing. I mean, I, I want them to miss out in the four because I, I prefer Melbourne to play them in finals. But I also want them to make the four and go out in straight sets. So yeah, you've got this interesting. Uh, you the conundrum between what you want selfishly for yourself to happen or what you want for the greater good of yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And I, I've been loving the, uh, the Richmond supporters' response to this. There's a lot of blaming umpires, blaming... I heard one discussion about, oh, the bounce of the ball just didn't go our way, sort of stuff like, oh, this was just just something which happened. It was a bit of bad luck, but you, you, we're fine. You beat Geelong. You lost to Geelong, sorry, without their second... Yeah. Third and fourth best players. It, it does have to be said with Geelong. They did, although they had massive outs, and they mm. still did, they had a couple of handy-ins. Menzel in and Motlop in who played well. And yeah, Motlop playing like he did, close, like closer to he did what he did in his All-Australian year. Or was he nominated mm. in the 40? One or the other. I don't know. <laughs> when he plays well, he plays very because well. Because he is incredibly that. talented. And you look at his stats at the end of every year, and they're always better than you think, and they're always at least he for kicks a small goals. Yeah. He kicks goals, and he racks up the ball much better than most small forwards. Mm. He'll be an interesting free agent this year, because I don't think Geelong can afford to keep him, especially yeah. if they want... I don't, I don't think he... At the moment, he's not worth that much. On no. The market, I don't think. Like, if he has a great final series, that could completely... Yeah, completely he could fit. push towards... Five six hundred with the new salary cap. If he has a great final series, he's probably worth less than that, which is only really the average wage right now. So yeah. you think if it gets, comes to that, Geelong should match surely. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know what what their space is, but yeah, no, that is an interesting one. Um, I'm hearing Guthrie was very impressive out of the middle as well. Like just a lot of those. The second Guthrie was uh, and Adelaide last year esque. For... Yeah, uh, there you go. He was incredible. He'll probably just go back He's... to being very average next week. But I did enjoy that uh, Caddy came back to Geelong and got injured, though. <laughs> it was either going to be that or he was going to play a blinder. There was no middle yeah, ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Guthrie, I think he would be better if they had more room in his... And more consistent if they had more room in their midfield rotations. Because so much of that space is sucked up by Selwood mm-hmm. and Dangerfield. And even Duncan, to a certain extent, there's not a whole... Like, he does have to play off the half-back line a little bit more than you'd expect for someone of his talent to. You think... Off the wing a bit more than someone with his physicality has to normally. I think he. I think in another side that caters to his strengths a bit more, he could be better. I'm not sure... You think he's he, playing out of position, pretty much? Yeah. I, yeah. You, can't, you can't say it's the wrong decision, though, because Selwood's better than him and Dangerfield's better than him. Yeah. 
But I still think he should be a more consistent player than he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah he absolutely. He has should. to take a lot of responsibility for it. Talent wise, like, it's there. Mm. You look at his best games and you go, "You could be a top player, top yeah. level player in the competition." Because there's nothing he can't do. Mm. I really like watching him when he plays well, though. He's quite, yeah, he's quite a sexy footballer yeah, he's in, a in an odd way. No, yeah, not, not in a closer to a Dangerfield way than a. Uh, than a Josh Kelly way, though. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're I saying. I like, I like him. Also, uh, Rants getting pants by Harry Taylor. <laughs> I, just, so I can't good. say I saw that coming. <laughs> out of nowhere, yeah, no, that was that was the second best thing out of the day. <laughs> that was great. I mean, Rance had one bad game. I mean, doesn't mean a lot, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have thought Harry Taylor would be the yeah, one. It's there. the first time he's played on a player all year, so he must have just forgotten how to do it. Perhaps, and he start once he starts getting worried about that, then all of a sudden it takes out. It takes out what makes him great. He basically defends the rest of the yeah. players and the, sets them what, up. What what Rance is good at is defending everyone's man, but his own. <laughs> so if he has to worry about his own man, oh, but, he's in what, a bit of trouble. But there was a while there where he was a one-on-one defender, and he was bloody good at it. Yeah, he just grew out strength. of that role. And to be fair, it's because Asprey and Grimes have come on to the point where they're probably above average. Defenders at key defenders in that sort of role, mm-hmm. so they don't need Rance to explicitly take the number one key defender, and he's so much better coming across and cutting off options than those two are. That it's a talent maximization strategy. Hmm. I think look at those yeah. fancy words. I think we had we had Whitey should have been sitting in the the dog of a producer, but his oh. argument was: Can we take a brief pause to talk about the fact that he's just sitting downstairs? Working, yeah, and I put that in quotation marks because it's a group project, and he could fawn it off to somebody else. Yeah, he's a you never fan. need to actually do the work in a group project. It's uh, it's poor man management what he's done here. He's he's going to have to wait a bit longer to hear us bag him this week. Normally, yeah, normally we do it right, right the off the top. Yeah. Um, but anyway, talking about <laughs> Whitey, what he was, he was trying to make the argument that as a Richmond supporter, that Geelong's outs didn't actually end up. He's got that a head, much He's got his head in the sand. He's yeah. just got his head in the so seat. He was saying, like, Taylor wasn't that bigger out. Be- uh, sorry, Hawkins wasn't that bigger out because Taylor covered it. Selwood wasn't that bigger out because Guthrie covered it. All that means is they lose to Geelong no matter what. They- that's not a good thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's a fair way of looking at it. Like, all that means is they're not is as a bad good as side. It's a really bad loss. Yeah. It's like uh, GWS losing to Carlton. You played their twos. <laughs> <laughs> get it yes I do, I, do, I do get it I do get it it wasn't the best executed joke but I think my point stands you rushed into it a little I did, I did. it needed a little bit yeah, more no, no, I'm, I'm following now <laughs> anyway let's move on uh, Adelaide defeated Essendon by 43 points this is a pretty good game um, in terms of entertainment value Do you, you sat down and watched I watched a fair bit of it yeah yeah okay fast fast off I, I can't say I did watch this one end to end uh, not the most defense, which is normal for an Essendon game. Normal for an Essendon game. Adelaide do have pretty solid yeah. defense. Was that the difference? Yeah, look, it definitely was. Yeah. It was what 120 to 80 or something. Yeah, yeah. That's two teams with elite offenses that will get 100 points no matter what, and then one team having a subpar defense and one team having an above average defense. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, they, they look, they are bloody good, Adelaide. Against a pretty like a pretty solid. Outfit. I think we have underrated them because. Do you think their midfield's improved over the year? I th- it's one of those improvements where I always had the issue with midfield depth 
was yeah. my big thing with them. And it's one of those things, I, in order to improve that, either some of those second-tier players can become completely elite, like one yeah. or two of them, or all of those second-tier players all lift a bit. Yeah. And I think it has been they've all lifted a bit. Like I think like Atkins is a much is better, better player. So crouches, Matt, both crouches. Both crouches have improved. Well, like, I, I don't think either of them are A-grade yet. No. The thing is, Matt Crouch wins so much ball. He does. I, he's I, not a great user of it. I don't feel terrible. like I watch a game and think he's tearing the game apart no. in the way that I do with an A grader. But he, he's, he's a good a, player. He's still got a boy's body in some sense. So I wonder if when he does start to do that, if he does start to do that, sorry, it'll be through the power Josh Kennedy mould, as in the powerful Josh Kennedy mould. Yeah, okay. Than, more than uh, breaking away from packs, just more being than, unstoppable. Just a classy yeah. sort of thing about it. Yeah. But it's just all of those like good players have all just gone up a little bit and I think that's been mm. enough that their midfielders list lifted and become a more consistent sort of outfit and less reliant on Sloan importantly yeah which is that's improved throughout the season yeah yeah so I mean yeah I, I, I'm pretty confident GWS will win it but Adelaide would be easily second and they'd be a worthy winner it's they'd, they're not a absolutely they wouldn't be a Western Bulldogs of 2016. <laughs> I, get, I get what you're saying. We're getting to that point now where the top few clubs, we are actually, for the first time this year, are actually starting to think they're actually really good. Yeah, instead of right. they're the best of, the, a, yeah, of an of average a, line. Yeah. Yeah. Glad we agreed on that. Uh, Essendon, they're, just, they're not that good. You, you froth them a bit. For a while, mate. When they fell in love with them, have you seen? You haven't seen them play their I've best. I've watched yet. like the last month of them a hundred percent. when they are when they are on, they're offensively. That, that, that's what it comes down to. Offensively, they are one of the best teams going around. Yeah, I, I think that's they're in true. the top handful. They are North two thousand and thirteen. No one understands that reference. <laughs> the other North supporter in the world. <laughs> My dad, mate. Look, <laughs> 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 they were the exact same. All offense, no defense. Except we also had the thing where we lost every game by under a kick. That was the, that was the last time we did that. Okay, that okay, that's fine. But no, and that, we weren't that good. That's, that's the look, point. That's probably fair. I think I got. I watched a few games where they were so far on top that you got completely mm. sucked into you watch the, the way they moved the ball. West Coast Essendon game. No, the I watched Port the Port Adelaide yeah. one, and that one really got. And there was one other I watched, which I just thought, "Wow, this is impressive." Um, had, but obviously, they do. They're not a good defensive, you know, at all. It's probably so, a yeah. little bit of the St Kilda post Richmond syndrome that they've had. They've had these wins where everything's gone right, and all of a sudden you go, "Ooh, how good could they be?" Mm. Which, which everyone did. did with St Kilda, and then the, the the performances don't stack up consistently. Yeah. They're just and not that good. That and that clearly comes from them. Yeah, it's it's it, defensive. Yeah, part of it is also their midfield balance is completely out of whack when Job's in the side. It's the elephant in the room. Yeah, well, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, mm. um, and I was of the opinion that they probably are better off without Job in there. I, I think he, he goes against what they're trying to create as a midfield group. Yeah, they the conditions he thrives in is just not the way they want to play. Yeah, It's kind of weird... Looking at this from Warsfold, though, I didn't think he had this string to his bow as a coach. This all-out yeah, attack. That West Coast, he was very plain. Yeah. Um, he did, he had a very talented list, and he just got them playing average uh, sort of footy. Yeah, a bit, um, bit Leon Cameron-esque, actually. Yeah, but at GWS, like, there's still there's a wow factor. At West Coast... I, I think that's just the fact that... 
GWS are probably more talented. Probably. They, I feel like they have an, an identity in the way that they play their footy, which I, I don't think I, we really... I don't know what West Coast identity was. I know they had an unbelievably good midfield on and paper. And Quinton Lynch. Yeah, but like I don't really know He'd how they play. Take his glove off when he was outside fifty. Just go back and go bang. Yeah, that's one of my no, favorite. You remember, you remember the players rather than mm. the way that they played is what I'm saying. I also remember in the 2006 Grand Final placing a twenty dollar bet on Andrew Embley to win the Norm Smith and cashing in. It was the highlight of my. Yeah, that is that, that is quite a good one actually. But like, that's because all the good players were taken. If you think of all the great teams since like 2000, yeah. I know exactly how Sydney played under Paul Roos. Like. Obviously, very defensive, contested game. Um, we know exactly how Hawthorne played. Even Adelaide under, played. Even Adelaide under Neil Craig. Yeah, they were just ruthlessly efficient. Yeah, but yeah, we didn't same. we didn't know that with the with, us, with West Coast. So I did have question marks over Warsfold, but he's clearly got an identity now. Yeah, he has a lot to iron out. But <laughs> interesting. Yeah, he's sort of got to get that back. Um, it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> it might be a little bit of a Carlton situation with how the balance works because Carlton obviously need to turn into a team with any form of offence at all so you're saying this is the, the opposite scenario yeah so okay. if to get uh, defensively sound do they have to pull back a bit on Probably, what yeah. makes them special going forward try try not to lose it but you do but have in to the end they've got Joe Danaher and he's really good and he's it really, really annoys me <laughs> I he's don't really, like him and he's, he's really good he's damn good and he's exactly what a modern forward should be. He is very Buddy-esque in a lot of ways, is, which yeah. I never thought I'd see. Yeah. He's bigger than Buddy. Yeah, he's taller, yeah. Yeah. We, so we wait to see if he puts on the size, but... Yeah, true. The muscle. He's, got, he's a much he's better buddy. mark, though. It's crazy how good Buddy is without being able to mark. Yeah. That amazes <laughs> me all the time. Key forward, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on, I reckon. I just realised I had a reasonably good segue into Carlton who lost to West Coast by 17 points <laughs> oh, yeah, and I yeah. absolutely blew it. <laughs> but yeah, that happened. Yeah, um, you'd be pretty... A dis- West Coast supporter wouldn't get too carried away with this. Carlton, oh no, you'd be he, completely livid with that performance. Carlton could really could have got there. This um, is a classic Carlton performance though. Bring the other team down to their level. That's all they do. To an extent, I think there was a little bit bowled up, sort of with their ball movement at times. Although there was a little bit more corridor footy okay. that they played. I saw, I saw bits and pieces of it, but I, I did see a bit. But more. in your small sampling, yes, I did see a bit, a little bit more attacking flair. Obviously, we know that that's not where they, where they thrive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I thought that probably did catch West West Coast out a little bit, but. Yeah, they're, they're, they're such a one-man team at the moment, West Coast. I mean, Kennedy is kicking bags every week. And he's going to win no the Coleman. The, his Coleman year is going to be Gary Ablett. Uh, or no, probably more closer. Fife's Brownlow year when Fife missed heap of games. From a Coleman perspective. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, okay. But like the level of dominance where you didn't have to play every game. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Smoke I think that you almost... Like, you didn't really forget how good he was. But like when he when he comes back in after that injury and just straight away starts kicking bags of five and six, yeah, it's nuts. And he is. Has he been better than Buddy over the last three years? In terms of pure goal kicking, yes. Buddy does um, more higher. He does, but who would you last take? Three years, yeah. probably. I've heard of so many sort of commentators say oh do we underrate him about because he plays in uh, West Coast and they go yes and then they move on and don't talk about him at all yeah okay they do though. 
Yeah. <laughs> they do underrate Yes, him. let's move on. <laughs> I just find it outstanding that everybody knows he's underrated and everybody knows they don't talk about him enough. But no one ever takes the effort to... Other than the occasional mention of his leading patterns. But he's got such a fantastic pair of hands. He's turned himself around as a set shot because he has that one year with the years. Bloody Yips. good set shot. Like, the game against North in round one, which was obviously the game I cared about most of West Coast season, he was kicking them from everywhere. Yeah. Like, 50 metres out of well, the boundary, bang. He's had games where he's kicked 10 straight, 11 straight, mm. sort of thing. So when he's on, he just doesn't miss at all. No. He's not the big pack mark key forward so no, much, but he's... He's on the lead. He's just so clever. Mm. And he's he's got to be quick over the first 10. Like, yeah. the way he creates separation. For his size, he is. He's, yeah. e- he's either stupidly quick over the, uh, over the first 10, or so much smart he makes other defenders look stupid. Yeah. Because it's crazy how much space he can find. Yep. So he can froth over him, but <laughs> that still makes the rest of his team look even worse, in my opinion. So yeah, he's the he's kind of um, he's kind of reminiscent of that West Coast Grand Final team. Really good, but not that interesting. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> You're making a lot of analogies tonight. Look, it's I haven't watched much football. <laughs> I've got to bring it back to stuff I remember. Um, uh, most of them I'm just thinking there for it, sitting there just thinking for a second. Yeah, I get what you're trying to say. <laughs> uh, let's have a brief mention of Carlton. Yes. Wayne Carey called them boring last night and BT said they've got no identity not going anywhere. Well, they have an identity, it's just not a good one. They what? are boring, but that's the first step. The no, first step not. is to become boring and get yourself competitive. And then you start building on the other layers. We saw it at Melbourne. I think they're doing the same thing. I, as I've said before, I still think they're a long way off being a good side. But I think they'll get there. And I think as a Carlton supporter, you'd be pretty confident you'll eventually be on the right track. Okay. Well, that's enough on Carlton because they're boring. Melbourne defeated St. Kilda by 24 points. How do you feel about boring. it? Uh, pretty, pretty bloody good. I mean, in the end... It I was, thought it was a good win. In the end, it was a bit of a relief. Like, this, this is a carbon copy of our game against Port Adelaide. We absolutely... We played some of our best footy all year in the first first half. Mm. Absolutely dominated. It was it was so exciting, the amount of energy which we had, which we just we just missed for a few weeks. All of a sudden, Hunt was breaking the lines again. Gala was quiet, but he had a few good moments early on, which kind of lifted us. Did you miss it, or were you just beaten by two very good sides? No, there, there seemed to be a no spark there. <laughs> I'm actually of the opinion... That both of those games, strong wind, we were kicking into the wind in the first quarter. And Get I the think, legs out of you. I, no, I feel like we had such a focus on making the game contested and making the game slow right from the outset of the game that we kind of forgot about ball movement, using the ball aggressively, running forward. We were just we were so contained. Yes, but you kicked the first three against GWS. Yeah, GWS came out quite poorly. They <laughs> okay. did. We pushed them over a few mm. times just in contests and stuff. And... I just felt we had such a focus on keeping it contained, and all this. I think this week, I, all, everything we heard throughout the week from Goodwin was tough about ball movement. Um, Jordan Lewis talked about it a lot that he's trying to like free the shackles, and it just it just felt like the team was like, let's have a bit of fun yeah. again. Like we'll, we'll, we'll win that contest, but then, I mean, Brayshaw was breaking the lines. That was he was the for us. Uh, in terms of the biggest story to come out of that game for me. That's what it was. He changes your outlook going forward because you you have a very good midfield and it probably will be an elite midfield. But if he plays healthy and turns into what he could be, like look out! It was, <laughs> like, it was bloody exciting. Yeah. I've I've made this comparison before on the pod, I believe. I very much see a lot of Rory Sloan in Brayshaw. I think 
absolute hard nut of the contest. And I think both of them aren't particularly quick, but they have the ability to get in space and run. And I think Brayshaw's a bit quicker than Sloan, though. Probably. Probably a little bit. But I, I don't, he's Brayshaw's not quick is, off the mark. No. Once he's up and going, he can be. But also, he wouldn't be as good overhead, would he? No, probably yeah. not. But I, 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 no, they're completely different players, no, guys. There are, de- there are definitely some strong similarities there. I, I, I'd be pretty happy if he turns out to be Rory Sloan. Um, I wouldn't. He should be playing for North. Dad played thirty odd games for us. Where's the father son at zero? Whatever. It, it was ex- it was exciting to watch. And the last quarter, I don't think it was the best footy we've played. I think we did lose a little bit of that run and spark, but we we just started. It was just some really tough efforts in a contest, and then Hannon kicked two goals. Out of nowhere in the last quarter and got us got us over the he line. He is so surprisingly important for you. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he was quite for most. It was one of those games where he, he had a poor game and then he saved two goals halfway through the last quarter, and all of a sudden you're like, I love Hannon. <laughs> Classic last season of Drew Petrie. Okay, <laughs> that's true. That's, yeah, okay. that's all Drew Petrie ever yeah. offered. Okay, sure. might kick just, two just goals keep, at the end to be like try to keep a season. Maybe, maybe, we, maybe we won't drop him. Yeah, <laughs> and our uh, pedo as well was huge. Yeah, I've heard, speaking of another North player, uh, we've heard a lot of people say, oh, St Kilda choked, they didn't show up early. I just don't think they're that good, and I'd like to stop people people to stop apologising for I, them. I, where are they going? I don't think they handled the big stage well. I, I think there was a lot of pressure on the game. We came, Both teams came out, I thought, like trying mm. hard, but they just sort of panicked, and it's just shocking turnovers. But not all of that is fixable. Like, there's not players you see and go, oh, yeah, when they develop, they'll be classy. Like, there's not... Like, people getting pushed over and people getting outbodied, that's what you can grow out of. But these issues they've got, they're not going away. They don't have their key... Like, without Rewalt, because McCartan, you have to wonder about, just absolutely from a medical standpoint, if nothing else. Yeah. And, like, there's no replacement for Rewalt anywhere. Memories. Fine, Bruce is fine. Memory but did play really well. Yeah, but neither of them are world beaters. Yeah. So there's nothing up forward really young. Billings is excellent, and I really like Billings. Yeah. He's unsigned, which is amusing. But um, well, I don't know. If we don't get Dusty, we might throw a million at him. <laughs> You'll have plenty of money to be throwing at him. <laughs> um, there's just so many flaws. Carlisle's been yeah. an excellent pickup, but they're still shaky. Yeah. Down back. Like, their midfield, Jack Stevens, gone backwards. Like we we've yeah. rocked over him his so much. Half, he's had his a first bit of the year. I was. He's had a bad year. He's dropped off for sure. Yeah. Seb Ross is fine, but a butcher. Like ah, he's a good player. Yeah, but he's a butcher. Yeah, he's, he's, not, uh, he's, a, he's he he's a he doesn't do anything but what they're already good at. Like he doesn't he do, he doesn't completely dominate again. No, he gets he gets plenty of the ball and plays well, mm. but he doesn't completely tear the game apart. <laughs> Another analogy, little Matt Crouch esque in that way. I was actually thinking that. <laughs> I was actually about to bring that up, and I thought, nah, that's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, but like, the difference between them is, I mean, Ross is actually, I think, a, a below average kick. Yeah. Where Crouch is average. Yeah. Yeah. Although it'd be nice to see Crouch kick on his right foot for once. He gets 30 touches Fair a enough. game. A lot of them kicks. Never seen him kick on his right foot. Plenty of players that do that. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Especially left footers. Yeah. It's good to find, to put the bed, put to... Put to bed the argument of who's better, Melbourne or St Kilda, for for a little while longer. And yeah, I no, that, that long, argument's long dead. Um, long while longer. But anyway, let's get on to the last game. Port defeated Collingwood by twenty-seven points. I will put that in. <laughs> yeah. 
Collingwood are fine. Port are a little better than fine. Do you learn much else out of that? I think Collingwood are... <laughs> all year I've been battling with it. I think they're a pretty pretty decent team. I think that lot has, yeah. gone, has gone against them this year. Um, and I think all the pressure on them hasn't helped. Including not having a good coach. That is a big thing against them, yeah. <laughs> but they, they've played some pretty good footy recently. Um, and I thought it was a real danger game for Port Adelaide. They got the job done well enough. Yeah. Um, the thing about Collingwood is I could see them transforming really quickly into a good side under a good coach. <laughs> yeah. Had a little bit of a burp there that stopped yeah. me saying what uh, I was... <laughs> it's good. I'm, I'm happy we're on the right... Uh, the right. We're, we're both in the same ballpark on this thing. And uh, they just don't have a good coach. What happens is towards the end of the year, we've spoken to each other yeah. so much. <laughs> it starts emerging to the exact same opinion. That's true. Um, but I think we've largely been together... Collingwood the whole way through. I, I'm yeah. hearing so much from Collingwood supporters now who want Buckley signed and they've changed their mind. I think that's a terrible idea. I just, he should have been sacked a long time ago. <laughs> I, I still think he should be. It, like, to be honest, his staying power, impressive. Impressive. It could also be argued that it's very poor from Eddie. Oh, it's terrible <laughs> from Eddie. The thing about Eddie is he's looking for any excuse not to sack Buckley. That's his mind frame. True. Whereas it's com- generally the complete opposite when you've had such poor performances. You just wait for that 100-point loss. You wait for that really poor showing, that loss against a team you shouldn't have lost to. Eddie's just like, nah. But yeah. we won that one time in Sydney earlier yeah. in the year. <laughs> True. And the, <laughs> thing, uh, the other thing with Buckley as well is I think he's, he's brilliant in the media, and I think that has helped him a lot. Oh, absolutely. That, it, like, he's just handled himself so, so well throughout the whole thing. Uh, which which give, gives everyone a little bit of sympathy for him. Yeah, I don't want Buckley to go away. I really do just want him to work for... Preferably Channel 7, because their staff is yeah. like, terrible. And they could use more... Really good, they yeah. could use more of a pick-up than uh, Fox Footy could. Because yeah. uh, they've got Papalia. Love that dude. Yeah, I do love that dude as well. I do. <laughs> uh, I but, love uh, him. Yeah, he would be good in the media, old Bucks. Um, Port Adelaide look pretty clear to me now they'll finish 5th or 6th. And so that's, that's about final. where they stand, and they yeah. probably win the first final, probably lose the second. Sounds pretty right to me. Yeah, they're kind of. I know they're a much better version of the say of the team that had the. Like they've still got the same problems. They're just much better, <laughs> with regardless. So instead of wait, same problems last year. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like the same general problems, mm. like. There's something Inconsistency, missing. Inconsistency, yeah. defence falls away occasionally, yeah. It's just... And, like, they're statistically one of the best defensive sides because they can hold the team to 20-odd when they kick 120. Yeah, when they've win completely a massive taken win, the yeah. piss in the midfield, yes. Um, but, yeah, I was starting to pigeonhole teams, and I think, I think we kind of know where Port are now. I, yeah. I've been pretty hot on them for a lot of the year, but too much body of work goes against yeah. them now. They'll, I was, they'll, they'll I was still very seven. wrong about them. Didn't I say... I said semi, didn't I? That was my call. I said they'll at least make the semi, so I reckon they still will. <laughs> I never went bold enough to say prelim. I have absolutely no recollection we because had, I don't listen to you very often. We locked, we locked in calls, and that was. <laughs> but anyway, mine. let's get on to the real favourite segment of the pod, top five. It is a good segment. It's a better segment than we thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's worked out quite well. I mean, we're still it's just it's, thinking it's, of ideas for it. Just. Yeah, it's a. Uh, <laughs> It's kind of like a lot of people have done it because it works well. Um, <laughs> but this week we're doing the top five retirees from this year because a big deal's been made about how many good players we are saying goodbye there to. There has been more this year. Right? We're not just forgetting how many retirees. No. Like, that, it has been an unbelievably good list of players. Yeah, and it, it's 
It's probably not more, it's just better. Like, stars are retiring. Champions of the game, and then also Bob Murphy. Um, what do you mean? You He's don't, just not that good. You don't just like not that. that. Good. You don't like him. You dislike Bob. For all intents and purposes, he's Drew Petrie, but a halfback flanker. That's how good he is. He's no more, he's no less. And that's but all. You love... Yeah, because Drew a... Petrie plays for North Melbourne. No one else cares about <laughs> no, him. Okay, first, he was... Look, he's not one of the best players we've ever seen. No. Far from it. Very far from he was, it. He was, he's a very good player. He is a very good player. But putting that aside... I understand why everyone loves him so much. He is a special person. He is a special person from a foot like from the footy industry, which we see a lot of bad blokes. I reckon he stands out as a special human being. I don't see it at all. How don't you see it? Have you seen him all I ever hear, ever? All I hear is, "Oh, Bob Murphy's such a great bloke," and he's just a normal person. There's nothing. He's not funny. He's not interesting. You are a terrible human being. Yes, you, you like all these yeah, assholes. Toby Green's probably my favorite player. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> this is like the nicest bloke we've seen go through. Exactly. You hate him. Boring. You are so, You're a terrible human. Being. No, I hate he's him. He's just not interesting. He is the Carlton. Of football players. <laughs> <laughs> you are absolutely on fire tonight. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to give an honourable mention to start. Dennis Armfield. Oh, that's a good one. We do that's like a good one. We do like Dennis. Uh, this is a personality-based uh, honourable mention, I think. I, I love uh, the whole thing. <laughs> or a triple M-based Personnel, uh, yeah. honorable mention. A tri- triple M based yeah. yeah. Um, I have loved the fact that we've had all these massive retirements, all these big press conferences, and all this stuff, and Dennis just something goes up online and no one gives a I shit. I they still did, like, how many games did he play? 100 something? Yeah. They still did it, like, a retirement video for 100 games. <laughs> nah, oh, he'd have the occasional game where he'd kick four out of nowhere, and you'd be like, is that guy got talent? <laughs> Really? Yeah, he had one where he kicked like three goals from outside 50. In the yeah, against corner. Geelong or yeah, something. Just, and they tore. The, yeah. it was, I think it was last year to like win that game yeah. and they just did not deserve to win. Gotta love Dennis. Anyway, you have an honourable mention. Jesse White. Yep. The great white hope of uh, Collingwood's forward line. The great Travis Cloak replacement. Probably the most underwhelming player like that's been talked about as having potential we've seen in a long time. Yeah, we really, we didn't even see that much talent from him really. It was no, just something just, which everyone just accepted he was talented. I think I think he looks a bit like an Adonis, like he's really yeah. muscular, he's big and he moves. Yeah. And then everyone's like, Whoa but there's nothing else. I just I just don't think he, he was that good. I don't think <laughs> he didn't have great hands, it's not much between the ears, it's just but just the fact that Collingwood He's got an him athlete, I makes me amused. Exactly. Uh, but let's get on to it. Who no, got it five? Number five, look, I didn't want to put him in, but I just it, it was too hard to make arguments either way. I've got Joe Watson at number five. Um, he'd won, I think it was three, three best and fairest. Yeah. He won a Brownlow. <laughs> I mean, he did. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> and and I, I think you have to take into account... He, he, he was a, a although he went through a horrible time. He was a great leader, and I think yeah, I think he's and also an actual a great person. leader, not just a person the media like like Bob Murphy. No, they're both good people, but he, I think he, I think that has to be taken into account. He was he was a very good footballer. So. Look, he's the only one that ever admitted to cheating, which I respect. Uh, which he did on on the couch. Remember that? He said he took the substance. Yeah, that was illegal. That's admitting to cheating. Yeah, but he didn't quite say, yeah, I cheated. He didn't apologise for cheating, <laughs> but he admitted for cheating. Um, and he was really good at his best. Like, yes, yeah. his best 
period by far came in the 13 weeks of the doping. <laughs> but still, I say it that's was a pretty good. Like it was, <laughs> it was just he was in peak physical condition because it was the prime of his years. Yeah, That's all. Was, yeah. That's it, all. It was a coincidence. Uh, he happened to play well during. It's that not period. like he grew a third muscle in his on top of his bicep or anything. That that, that didn't happen. Um, something which I did find funny when Joe retired. I was listening to Sen later that day. Some random hosts taking mm. calls. Um, and th- the first thing I heard someone called in and asked some question about the drug scandal. They're like, look, we don't want to relitigate this. Let's just talk about Joe Watson as a footballer. Let's not worry about the drug scandal. I listened to five or six more calls before I got home. They were all questions about the drug scandal. It's the only thing anyone cares about with Joe Watson, which is a bit sad. Yeah, it's quite depressing. <laughs> I did uh, chuckle. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, my five was Josh Gibson. This makes me sad. He was probably the... Uh, mm. Second or third best North Melbourne player out, yeah, okay. um, out of those like 2010 sides, and he played for Hawthorne instead. Yeah, I, I strongly considered slotting him in. I mean, best and fairest in a couple of premiership years. It's rare. Like, like, a very Dunstall good defender. Did it, who else did it? There's one other Hawthorne player. Yeah. Like, he's an all time great at that club. He was an excellent defender and a brilliant ball user yeah. as well. So he was such a handy football. Yeah, and he was so smart. And yeah. look, he, he, he Still excels. He's got a couple of games left. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Although he's not good anymore. Um, <laughs> is he even healthy? Is he going to play? I don't know, actually. Oh, well. Um, I do love... Um, I went to a family day while he was still at North when I was a kid. Mm. And uh, my dad asked the question, why do you beat Buddy every time? Because, like, for some reason, Buddy would never play well against North. That changed when he left. But for, at that point, <laughs> Buddy never played well against yeah, he North. Kicked and he goes, <laughs> well, I just pull him aside and start... Because they're, re- they're really good mates. He goes, I just pull him aside and talk to him about girls the entire time. And he loses concentration. <laughs> <laughs> I think hey, I reckon he's also a pretty good bloke. Yeah, he yeah, would so, not surprise me. So Other anyway. than he's wearing the wrong colours. <laughs> Number four, who you got? Number four, I've gone with old Stevie J. So have I. Damn good footballer. Is he third overall goal kicking for Geelong I yeah, think, it's and something... played a fair chunk of his career in the midfield yeah his last few years were midfield and he turned into one of the best midfielders in the comp when he played he, did. he played two or three years at most in the midfield mm-hmm. and he was incredible he, at it he, he, he was special as well he had yeah. something which not a lot of players have like, I watched a highlights package of him when he retired and yeah. he just kicked stupid goals yeah, like, you know that Matthew Lloyd uh, back heel that you claim you could pull off I could he yes. did <laughs> He would do that all the time and make it look as boring and bland yeah, you as you say of, it is. You kind, of, you kind of expect Stevie J to do it, exactly. He was, yeah, he was a freak. One Norm Smith, a lot of flags. He's pretty good. Yeah. A few yeah. All-Australians as well, Scott. Let's not... Let's just, not just a, I don't know how many, but he did. I think it was did. three. You're the same, uh, aren't you? Uh, well, you got Hodge next. No, we, so we both have Stevie at four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, We've so... Said no, 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 no. I've got, I've got three. I've got Revolve. Oh, wrong. Oh, wrong. I think that Mitchell and Hodge are both better players. Mitchell, I, I can see the good. argument for. In fact, probably... Mate, we're not having another Hodge argument. We've already been We've, we've already had it, so just time. go back and listen to it because we're also running long. <laughs> but Hodge, not that good. Number three. Hodge is that good, mate. Three is Rebo. He's a bloody good player, but Hodge... Mate, premierships, captain... Yeah, we've had Norm the, Smith's. I like. I just his record. He's, you can't really ignore it. He's, yeah, we've had too, the Rewalt retirement speech as well. So let's get to okay. Sam Mitchell. Where'd you have him? I had him at number one. I had him at number two. So Rewalt. So you have Rewalt as one. Yeah, and I say I. I think. I think you Sam can Mitchell build if, a side around Rewalt. That is an incredible feat. I still. I look. I, I think team success you have to take into account. I think I've seen Sam Mitchell 
completely dominate games more than I have Revolve. Ooh, interesting. I disagree. But anyway, Sam Mitchell, absolute great. Better than Hodge. I'm glad we agree on that. Something which is important, Sam Mitchell's definitely better than Chris Judd was. Yes. I like, I'm so Also important, that. Sam Mitchell actually won a brown line. <laughs> Unlike Joe. He did, he did. <laughs> Although it's so did Trent yeah, Exactly, that's the down part. But anyway, that's the top five. Yeah, no, let's 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 be a little bit effusive on Sam Mitchell. Let's say a little bit. The listeners will stick around. The way he created time and space for himself. I think it's for un- someone who's really slow. <laughs> yeah, it's like, everyone talks about that with Pendlebury. Mitchell was better at it. Yeah, quite possibly. And just an unbelievably good user as well. Couldn't kick the ball long. And, God, he hit. <laughs> and the right kind of prick. When he did the injection uh, thing against Essendon, so good. Yeah, it, so was, good. it, was, it was amusing. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, th- he's someone who, he had a lot of limitations and mm. the way in which he managed and to And that was the point Kerr was, was trying to make when he famously said he wouldn't yeah, get a game right. in another team. That's he right. was wrong. Was, that was the point he was trying to make. It's, just, it's so smart how you can not be... Not be quick and then find a way to give himself enough time that doesn't yeah. matter. And you can not be a long kick, but you can become so good eating a short pass that it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, like It's incredible what he did with his career. Yeah. So let's get on to the questions. So the first up we've got, what would be your plan if you had to coach the Suns? How would you fix them? See, I don't think they're, a, I don't think their list is at a point which you need to completely strip it back and rebuild completely from the start. I think there's a bit of talent there still. I think there needs to be a reworking, though, of the... Type of list they're trying to build. I think they're a bit too flaky. There's too many players that got where they are based on skill. They yeah. need some more. True. Like GWS have Ward and Cornelia. Who do Gold Coast have in that role? No one. Yeah, really. you're right. I, it won't be easy for them to attract <laughs> people to play at the Gold Coast. No, it's going no, to think. Be... I don't think it would take too many hard-nosed, experienced players to turn them around. If they but get I don't good, think get do you think they will be a destination given the location? Well, at first I thought they would be. I was thinking, gee, Gold Coast will be able to get who all these guns. Yeah. GW, who the hell's going to want to go to Western Sydney? But yeah, they had their cultural issues, which what we're hearing is that Rocket fixed them up and then just couldn't get them playing well. Oh, I don't and then know. they all hated him because he wouldn't let them go out on Googs. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> he lost the play. So get him back on Googs. Is that how we'd fix them up? I party. think you've got to find the balance. <laughs> Goods once a week, no more. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, yeah, I don't think it's major rebuild. I think they can get a lot of. They need to get a bit of experience, and mm. as you say, a bit more toughness in, into that club. But I, I don't. I don't think you'd come in and completely strip them and start all over. No, again. they need to also make the right kinds of minor victories in trades, like they got with Jared Lyons. That was a great pickup for them. Yeah. They need some more. I mean, that's the sort of players yeah, which they need. They need some more to build around like that. Okay, the next question we've got. What is the fair market value of a few players? So just, what would you pay for, off the top, to break my heart, Goldie? Goldie's an interesting one, because mm. Goldie at his best was worth at least a first rounder. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and a good first rounder. Right now, I mean, the way he's playing, he's probably worth a, a third rounder, maybe. Yeah. I think I think, you'd be, I think you could maybe get a bit of overs for him based on how good he was. I think, we'd get, have to I think pay, a second rounder We'd have to right. pay for some of his contract for that to happen. Yeah. Because he's on a shitload of money. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's my hope. I'd say around a second round. Around... I'd be, I'd be incredibly happy with a second rounder, which I think says a lot. to 30. Uh, might help pay for Josh Kelly, who we'll get to later. Jakey Lever, this is your boy. What do you think you're going to have to give up? Oh, you'd give, you'd give up a fair bit. I, I, you'd give up a first round for sure. And maybe, yeah. I, maybe even if some snake knives as well, on top of that. I, I, he, he can 
he'll play for a long time into the future, and he can build a you can build a back line with him there fairly yeah. handsomely. It'll be interesting to see how his body develops. He's such a almost a Dustin, Dustin Fletcher type with the way he's just all arms and legs. He's got incredibly long, skinny legs, yeah. isn't he? It's really weird to look at it him. It is. Um, McGovern's another one like that. Well, he's next on. He's not next on the list, but he's oh. on the list. So well, let's get to him. What'd you pay for him? Segways. Hey, which McGovern? Oh, what would I pay for? Probably a second rounder as well. I'd pay a fairly high second rounder or a late first rounder. I, I, if I was, I don't know if I'd go over the late. First I don't think I go around. Pick I don't 20. think there's a good side that wants him at that range. But if I was close to a premiership, needed some forward help. I'd be tempted to I'd be get him across the line. I'd be slightly worried that he's been as good as he is because of the fact that he's not really thought of in a brilliant forward line. Yeah, I, that's I, true. I, um, I, I think I'd go around pick 20 for him. Oh, interesting, interesting. Uh, next up, my man, Joshy Kelly. <laughs> yeah, he'd give up a fair bit for him, wouldn't you? I think I'd give he's up... He's definitely more than a first-rounder. Yeah. First-rounder is hoping... a pretty good player. Yeah. I wouldn't give up two first-round picks, especially with the first-round picks. Well, you've said before no one's worth two first-round picks. We've had that discussion. That's my philosophy. Even Kelly. Even Kelly. Jesus. (laughs) Would you be upset if North gave up two first-rounders for him? Oh, that's an interesting question. (laughs) Like, yes and no. I think it was wrong, but I'm also like, yeah, Yeah, we've got Josh Kelly. (laughs) Okay, I I understand that that thought process. Um, (laughs) You give up a first-rounder and a a pretty good player. Not a star, but a pretty good player. Yeah, yeah. There's, Although there's, you don't have any pretty good players, so <laughs> go to your dick. <laughs> Next up, uh, Charlie Cameron. There's rumours of him going to Brisbane, which is presumably why the Pooch has sent that in. Cause... Charlie Cameron, I don't know. I... Probably a mid second round pick, maybe. Yeah, I'd go. Maybe, yeah, maybe twenty five. Wow, that's that's borderline. I wouldn't go because f- like, if he's going to Brisbane, they've got a high second round pick. I wouldn't give up their second round nah. pick. No. that's like 19. That's way too much. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, 25 to 35. He's, he's good, but he's but not. But is he good in a bad side? Or is he good... It's same as McGovern. Is he good because he plays for Adelaide, or is he good? I think I, I give him more likelihood that... I don't think the McGovern argument holds up quite as strongly with him because I mean that, 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 he's not. I don't think he's carried by a midfield who feeds the ball to him or anything like that. Yeah, true. The um, goals he gets, he's, is a, the he's a very he's valuable sort everywhere. of player with that sort of speed. Um, but like, I, he's not going to change a team. Yeah, he's nice to cherry on the top, but yeah, fair enough. And lastly, who makes the top eight? There's two spots up for grabs. There's a few contenders. Melbourne and West Coast have it at the moment. Dogs ninth. And then Essendon and St Kilda, but St Kilda are pretty much yeah, out of it. Yeah, we know St Kilda are out of it. I, I'm pretty confident it's going to be Essendon and Melbourne. Essendon have, who was it, Gold Coast and Frio to finish, so they'll win them both quite clearly, I think. Yeah. Um, if Melbourne win both games, definitely in. If we drop one, I reckon there's still, 50, a, pretty, 50 yeah, still a pretty fair chance we'll be in there. Dog, yeah. The Dogs will be the most likely to knock us out if we drop a game. Yeah. They, they'd have to win both of theirs, which are interesting games. They have Port Adelaide this week and then Hawthorne. Hawthorne. You think the likelihood is they'll win one, which wouldn't be enough. So. Yeah. I don't know. I I think you're right, but the dogs are a sneaky chance. I'd love the to dogs see are the best chance, yeah. West Coast won't. They're two, two players. They, the, 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 GWS and Adelaide, yeah. was it? Yeah, Adelaide's in Perth. They are Lindenburg. They could maybe snatch one, one, but... Yeah. And the percentage will probably take a knock in one of those games Yeah, as well. true. But anyway, let's quickly move on to the tips, because, yeah. you know, we've wasted enough of everybody's time. Adelaide, Sydney off the top. But massive game, uh, Adelaide at home. 
I think I'm going to go Sydney. Ooh. I think Adelaide might be a bit. Eh, I can't be bothered. I hope Sydney win because that I hope they knock Richmond out of form. Yeah, the but you also don't know. Yes, him. I'll, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> back, back to this. Uh, Dogsport in <laughs> Ballarat. I'm really struggling to tip this one. Dogs. Port. Okay. Because the dogs aren't a good side, which means Port will win. Fair if enough. The dogs were a good side. This, no, this is a complete 50-50 for me. That was a terrible logic. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised that's the most boring analysis. I don't know what you're trying to say, Ben. <laughs> uh, flat track bullies. Uh, Collingwood Geelong. This is interesting uh, too. It's very interesting. Collingwood every chance. And they've got a great record against Geelong. Yeah, I, look, I, I think you have to tip Geelong. But um, every chance for an upset there. Yeah, I'll go Geelong as well. Yeah. But Do I want Collingwood to win? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I don't know who I like this year. It's so even that... Just get around the D's, mate. Jump on us. No, that'd be... No, that'd be unconscionable. Uh, (laughs) Gold Coast... uh, I just said... Gold Coast (laughs) Essendon. Didn't you skip a game? I have skipped a game. GWS West Coast. (laughs) GWS, definitely. I'll kill them. Yeah, in GWS. Although, they don't particularly have a home field advantage. They're just really good. I'll put them to Uh, the sword. Gold Coast Essendon. Now it's Gold Coast Essendon. Essendon. Yep. Carlton Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Yep. Melbourne, Brisbane. Melbourne. <laughs> what is that? That's just the wrong attitude. This is the I was so win. super... I was, I was completely and utterly so confident that we would win this game. As soon as the siren went on the weekend, I was like, ah, oh, shit, what if we lose it's to Brisbane? It's just nerves. You've got to win. It's, it's called being a Melbourne supporter. It was like, on such the, a Melbourne On the thing. pod, you were bullshitting about how you were nervous you'd lose to North. You weren't. You were completely confident, as you should have been, because you should not lose that game. <laughs> no, That's we, how you should feel about... We will win. We will win. St. Kilda nervous. North in the clearly the most interesting game of the round, because we're really relevant. St. Kilda. Yes. Hopefully it's another gold jacket, Green Jacket. <laughs> Free our Richmond to round us up. No, it's going to be a Richmond. Stop yeah, being an idiot. It probably After will. last week... I'm definitely going to be Richmond. No, I give him a sniff, Freo, but I will did you Richmond. S- no, you didn't see Richmond. You didn't see Freo play, did you? No, I didn't. But it's at home. Richmond, Richmond, they, ten, they could, Richmond. It would be fine. It would be very Richmondy. And but I'd that's be, about I'd it. I'd be very happy about it. But, uh, <laughs> you're done? I am done. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to the Plebs on Footy podcast this week. Uh, it's been great to have you along for the ride. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a share on Facebook. Give us an iTunes review because that exists. That'd be nice. Cheers. <laughs>